Hi guys, it's Nathan, and this is episode number five of the Nathan Seward Show. The Nathan Seward Show. Personal conversations with powerful men. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Monday, the 2nd of January, 2017. Wow. It's uh, the new year. Happy New Year to you. I'm currently in Chengdu in China in the Sichuan province, which I love that word, Sichuan, Sichuan chicken. just rolls off the tongue nicely. Uh, But I digress. I uh, am in central China at the moment. It's very cold. It's uh, coming into midwinter here. But on the plus side, this is the home of the panda. So as soon as I'm done with this uh, episode, I'm going to go and see pandas. Because they've got tens of pandas, tens of pandas in the panda enclosure in Chengdu. And everybody loves a panda, so I'm excited about that. Uh, This episode, no interview today on this episode. What I wanted to do today is to look back and review 2016 and see what went well, what didn't go so well, what worked, what didn't work, some of the tips and tricks and hacks that I've picked up along the way, and hopefully you get something out of it. Uh, someone said something to me this year, a guy by the name of Ajit Nell Walker, he's the uh, co-founder of a company called Mind Valley, a huge personal development company that runs all these online courses and spirituality and meditation and life uh, hacking and all that kind of stuff. It's growing exponentially. I, ca- I can't recommend them enough. I've done a bunch of their online courses. But Ajit said something that uh, really stuck with me. He said, we so often compare ourselves to who we think we're going to be in the future. We compare us now to who we think we can become in the future. We can sometimes be disappointing. We go, man, if only I uh, had lost more weight, if only I looked a bit better, if only I had more money, if I had that job, if I had that relationship, if I lived in that place, then, uh, man, I, I would be so much better and I'd be so much happier. And so a much better way to do it is to compare yourself to the old you. Look how far you've come. So look back and go, man, compared to who I was last year, I've grown so much. I've had all these experiences. I've met all these people. Maybe I ended a relationship, but boy, did I learn a lot from that. And I'm going to be so much better in my next relationship. Um, And just remind yourself that you are so much more wise and uh, experienced, I imagine, than you were uh, the person uh, in the past, the old you. So in that vein, I I, uh, encourage people to look back and review the last, you know, year, 2016, and see, like, what were some of the goals you set at the start of the year? We're very good at setting resolutions, you know, on January 1st and January 2nd, but how often do we come back and review those? So I wanted to do that today, and I encourage you to do the same thing. Find a quiet place for an hour and just sit down and go through... um, all of your highlights of 2016. One thing I did that was quite cool was just go through my camera roll on my iPhone and just scroll through the last year and remind myself of all the cool experiences I've had. And there's an amazing process I'm using uh, today that you'll hear to do this, and it's a guy by the name of Michael Belchan. I think I'm saying that right. B-A-L-C-H-A-N, michaelbelchan.com. And if you go to his website, on the front of the website at the moment, he has this process really simple document that you can download that takes you through a whole bunch of questions to help you review 2016 and as you uh, hear me go through them I think you'll really really like this process so um, I encourage you to check out Michael's website and and look at that process and he's also got one for um, how to approach 2017 as well which is really great so without further ado I'm just going to go through the questions and answer them and hopefully you'll get something out of it so uh it says, look back on the experience of the past 12 months and use the following questions to help celebrate the year you just completed. Number one, what three words would you use to describe your 2016? So I've put travel, personal development, and relationships. So 
we'll go into that more as I go through the other questions. But travel is just uh, it's just part of the fabric of who I am. I live overseas, so you know I I just travel constantly every month, and it's just whatever I have to do usually involves travel. Personal development. I'm a coach uh, by trade, so I love personal development, and it's also my passion as well. So I love to read about it, and um, yeah, it's just something I'm really into, and it's been a big, big part of 2016. And relationships. Uh, relationships are so important to me. My partner is uh, such an amazing support for me. My parents, my friends are incredible. So those are the things that I've, I've really enjoyed and would describe 2016. Number two, it says, if your experiences last year were the subject of a cover story, what would the headline be? That's kind of a weird question. I, I didn't really know what to answer this, but I put uh, learning to live in the moment while traveling the world, starting a business, and starting a new relationship. So that that kind of feels like my year. I've been desperately trying to live in the moment, but all this craziness has been going on outside of me. I've been traveling the world. I've started this podcast. I've started a coaching business. But I've been on a bunch of courses. I'm starting a new relationship, which is um, fun but challenging. So trying to live in the moment and stay present when there's a whole bunch of new stuff going on is, uh, yeah, I felt like that would be an appropriate headline. Question number three was, what one event, big or small, are you going to share with your future grandchildren? Well, the one thing that came to mind, and I just it still blows my mind, and if you've been following me for a while, you probably know the story, but uh, I was on a flight from uh, Los Angeles to Puerto Viata in Mexico. Excuse my Spanish, it's horrible. Um, and I sat down on the flight, ended up chatting with the guy next to me, uh, and he was a psychotherapist. I said, oh, interesting. You know, I love personal development, love to chat to you about this. And we ended up talking for a while uh, at the start of the flight. And eventually he introduced himself as Robert Glover, which I couldn't believe it was Dr. Robert Glover who'd written one of my favorite books and a book that I've read a couple of times. I just can't taken enough of it called no more mr nice guy and um it's all about the nice guy syndrome and i've talked a lot about this on my my facebook page but uh he wrote that book about how to overcome the nice guy syndrome i ended up sitting next to him on the randomest of flights from la to mexico and uh we've become friends we exchange emails a lot and it's just been an incredible uh case of serendipity just meeting meeting dr glover on that flight uh, one of my mentors and now to be considered uh, one of his friends so that is a story that I'll share with my grandchildren I think because it was just so amazing uh, number four what habits practices or routines did you implement list each one and the benefits they gave you so there's a bunch of stuff that really helped me this year and I'll just rattle off some of the top ones first one is uh, something I call the five minute practice this has been a huge change for me this year and the five minute practice just means that commit to doing uh, the habit that you want to achieve for five minutes every day. For me, it was meditation. It was uh, some self-study that I was undertaking and reading books. So, so often you, I, I just, you know, you commit to uh, reading 30 minutes a day, an hour of exercise a day, and it's too big. Some days you just don't feel like an hour, so you don't do it at all. Whereas five minutes is super simple to do anything. And if you achieve the five minutes, you've stayed in integrity. And trust me, there is no greater feeling than staying in integrity with a goal that you've set. So this has been uh, life-changing for me. So I know meditation, I normally will do 30 minutes, usually up to an hour. Uh, but I know if I'm not feeling it, I can do five minutes and I know my goal has been achieved. And I'm in integrity. Life-changing. So please, uh, if you're taking on a new habit, commit to the five-minute practice every day. 
second thing is I've had a big focus this year on health and fitness. Uh, not so much fitness, but mainly eating and uh, understanding eating. For me, I am uh, I'm a all or nothing guy, 100% or zero guy, which when it comes to dieting, as you probably are aware, that doesn't work, you know, like going 100% or something until you slip up and then just giving up and going back to zero is a terrible way to, to run your, uh, your your diet. So um, a food coach that I took on this year, he introduced me to the 80% rule and basically saying good enough is okay. 80% all of the time is better than 100% some of the time. If we can just get 80%, so if you get up in the morning, you have a good protein breakfast, you have a nice smoothie for lunch, and then you go out and have a burger for dinner, great, we've got 80%. If we can keep to that, that is good enough. And trust me, like this is a big mindset change for me. It might sound simple, but this has been a big change for me. Other things uh, regarding eating, cooking meals in advance was something that I always thought was boring, you know, having the same meal all cooked, shoved in the fridge, boring. But I changed my view on that, learned that cooking meals in advance can make life exciting if you mix it up and try different things. So you've always got different food to eat on different days and there's always something available to you in the fridge if you get hungry. Uh, cheat days once a week goes without saying something to look forward to and gives you a, a bit of an out so you, you can uh, schedule falling off your diet uh, another big one was for me understanding that I'm a tired eater so when I'm tired fatigued exhausted that's when I'm likely to eat shit go for the sugar go for the carbs so um, figuring out hey when I feel those cravings coming on do I just need to go and have a sleep or am I genuinely hungry and those things have just helped me to feel so much healthier, have so much more energy, and again, stay in integrity with uh, with my eating. Uh, reading um, is another one, uh, a tip that I picked up this year from a guy called Ty Lopez, tylopez.com. He's a kind of alpha male success-driven guy, but you know, I, I took a lot of good stuff out of uh, what he had to say. Um, and he said, with reading a book, sometimes we feel, when we start reading a book, we feel like some kind of obligation to the author to read every single page and finish the book. He said, it's kind of a stupid way to do it, because it, it takes a lot of time. A lot of people don't end up finishing books they start. But when it comes to reading, treat yourself like a gold miner. You've got to go into that book and find the 20% of that book that's the gold. Uh, get in there, flick through the pages, go through the table of contents, read the back, flick through to a couple of chapters, and just try and mine the gold. And you can read multiple books at a time with this technique and really still get something out of it. But uh, not having to commit to reading every book cover to cover, it just takes too long when the reality is most of the gold is in 20% of those books that you're reading. Uh, meditation, it's not a not a new thing, it's not a new concept, it's kind of mindfulness and meditation is the buzzword, but uh, it's worthy of repeating. Meditation is just so, so grounding to me. It's a pillar of my life and achieving what I want to achieve in my day-to-day life. Like I said, five minutes a day minimum just gets me calm, gets me relaxed, gets me out of my head and just gets me more present rather than reacting to whatever's going on in my head and just... Uh, I, I can't stress enough how great meditation is. Um, and the last one is another rule that came from Ty Lopez, and it's to do with your interactions with people, which some people get a bit funny, you know, talking about controlling how you interact with people. Everybody loves success in this area, but no one likes to see how the sausage is made sometimes. Um, 
But the rule that I love, I'm trying to implement, it's the 33-33, well, third, third, third rule. Uh, I'm still working on it, not perfect at it, but I love the concept. And that is spend a third of your time with people that are, you know, you perceive to be under you or that need your help. Uh, a third of time with the people that are kind of equal to you and on your level and then spend a third of time with people above you mentors guides that can teach you and and, uh, lift you up so uh, thinking about this and just thinking about it for your own life this really helped me so I realized there was a big gap in spending time with people above me I didn't have access to a lot of mentors or people that um, were doing what I wanted to do in the coaching industry uh, and had already done it. So this year I've made a big change. I've joined a, a really cool group called 4PC uh, that's a bunch of really high-end coaches, and I'm hoping that's uh, going to fulfill that part uh, of this new rule. Third, third, third rule, amazing. Good way to uh, control your interactions with people. Question number five, which of your personal strengths turned out to be the most helpful this year? Uh, for me, I'm incredibly sensitive. I've got a big heart. I, I take everything to heart. When people... <laughs> Uh, criticize me or when someone says something bad about me and talks behind my back I take it uh, so hard I I really take it straight to heart which can be a weakness at times you know people say harden up and all that but um, for me I'm a sensitive guy and to look on the positive side this has had a huge impact on my ability to be a personal coach because I'm very sensitive to pain and suffering I'm very sensitive to other people's pain and suffering and I'm I'm very passionate about helping other people end their suffering or um, working through their issues so I think yeah being having a big heart being quite sensitive has its downsides but it's had a massive impact on me being a, a, a successful coach this year uh on the flip side of that, I'm also very stoic and um, I don't get too wrapped up in emotions at times. Um, and it's, it kind of sounds like a contradiction, but that's been very much a help for me. I'm, I'm able to remain strong, focused, centered. Meditation is a, a, is a big help for that. And I think that helps the people around me, you know, my ability to stay strong. Uh, I like to think I'm always there when I'm needed. I'm always there for my friends. I'm always there to listen. And I'm very good at just staying present with uh, the people closest to me. So those are strengths I have that have been helpful this year. Uh, what's the best compliment you gave someone this year? And what's the best compliment someone gave you? Uh, this is a hard one. I, <laughs> I realized, okay, maybe I need to give more compliments. That was the first thing. Um, but the one that sprang to mind is uh, my oldest brother, Jason. We're so, so close. And we talk... Uh, every day almost uh, every couple of days at least and um, again he is such a pillar of my life and just my life working and being successful being able to open up talk to him talk about anything and I've told my brother multiple occasions this year just how special he is to me and how much he means to me how much I value our relationship and how um, how cool he is a person and how much he's helped me and how you know grateful I am to have him as a brother so I think that's the best compliment I gave this year um the one I received was from one of my incredible coaching clients Holly Couch and you can check out Holly at her website which is soulpurposeofgiving.org soul being s-o-u-l purposeofgiving.org she runs a incredible uh farm up in Georgia that rescues all kinds of animals and she's just a very inspiring woman you'll get a lot out of reading through her website I ran a retreat. Holly invited me to come and run a retreat up in her farm with all of her friends and some of her colleagues. Um, 
and it was a huge success. We we went pretty deep. We did a lot of vulnerability exercises, and you know, I, I asked a lot of them uh, over that weekend. But Holly sent me the most beautiful email a few days after to say what a profound impact the weekend had had on her personally, uh, how much impact it had on her family. She'd had uh, one of the deepest conversations she'd ever had with her husband and just felt so close and so centered and that her whole life had changed because of uh, what we went through on those that, that weekend. So those little emails, little text messages I get from people and especially from my clients about how I've helped them change their life, those moments make all of the hard work and all of the, uh, the stress worthwhile. So uh, that was a nice memory to look back on. Question seven, who, what, uh, or what are you mo- most grateful for? Uh, goes without saying, I'm most grateful for my partner, Shinya. I'm so, I'm a very staunchly independent person. I know that at times, well, a lot of the time, I'm not uh, the easiest person to be in a relationship with because I am so uh, independent and I'm just so focused on success and productivity. And I know that uh, that's not always the most fun to be in a relationship with. But uh, it's, he is such a loving partner. He's an amazing support. He's such a leveler for me. And I'm just so grateful uh, that he came into my life. I'm always grateful for my friends. Somehow, through life, I've just attracted the most incredible group of friends. And the one thing they all have in common is they just are so much fun. And just doesn't matter which one of my friends are with, we always just laugh our asses off and have fun. And they're just such a loving, generous, supporting group of people. So I'm so grateful for my friends. Question eight, what did you create this year that you're most proud of? Well, by far, it's my business. Um, my coaching business has been incredible and I've launched this podcast so that's a sort of a newer version towards the end of the year but you know these are challenging things starting a new business while you're working full time putting yourself out there on something like a podcast is pretty scary so I'm very proud of myself for uh, for launching those things number 9 what was your most uh, favorite moment that you spent with your friends well these are endless I, I love spending any time with my friends it's so important to me but two of my best friends got married this year uh, two of them at the start of the year and then another one of my friends got married uh, at the end of the year so we had two huge gatherings where all of my best friends came together in really cool locations and just partied our asses off told old stories and uh, by far that was the highlight for me of the year what was the funniest moment of the year well caught up with two of my uh, funniest friends Joel and Paul for the first time in a year back in Auckland and for some reason they decided that there was no time so when I arrived in the airport they just drove didn't stop the car I had to chuck all my bags in the car as the car drove through the airport and then dived in the window and into the uh, head first into the front seat as we drove off and it sounds fucking ridiculous now that I say it but that was one of the funniest funniest moments and funniest days of the year really really cool uh number 11 what was the biggest surprise of the year well i went to vanuatu with my friend dave marino and we went to this remote island called tana island that has a huge active volcano and vanuatu is such a cool place and you know health and safety is not a big thing so they lead these tours right up to the crater of the volcano and you can sit in the crater and just watch the molten lava explode and spit out these huge uh, rocks for like a couple of hours right into nightfall so you can see the bright orange glow and man it was just such an unexpected uh, part of part of the year and just one that was so much fun uh number 12 was there anything you did for the very first time in your life this year I did. I remember that right at the start of the year, I learned to paramotor in New Zealand. So for those of you who don't know, 
a paramotor is a paraglider so that's the the um the kind of uh nylon flexible wing that uh sits off a whole load of strings above your head you see them going off hills and kind of using um thermals to fly around the hills and the paramotor is that with a big fan strapped to your bag it's the most ridiculous terrifying aviation experience you could imagine but for some reason i decided to learn that this year so i spent a couple of weeks in new zealand learning how to paramotor so that was very terrifying but also quite a cool experience it's something i did for the first time uh number 13 what did you do last year that scared you and where did fear hold you back um launching this podcast is definitely very edgy for me and very scary just because uh you're putting yourself out there you uh um you know uh, sharing stuff about yourself you're hoping that it'll be successful and where fear held me back i think on the podcast is just being more open and being more vulnerable uh myself so i spent a lot of time on the the, these first few episodes interviewing people but didn't share a lot about myself i was worried that it wouldn't be that interesting but um ultimately going forward i would like to uh similar to this podcast just share a few more personal things that i think you might get something out of number 14 what book movie or speech resonated most powerfully for you this is an easy one i read an incredible book by a guy called michael singer and it's called the surrender experiment i recommend it for anybody uh it's kind of a well autobiography of michael singer i guess in his life and very early on in his life uh he decided that there's this inner voice inside of us it's always talking it's always blah 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 in your head telling you you're not good enough telling you you know making judgments about you making judgments about other people (laughs) excuse me and michael decided very early on in his life he wanted to focus on meditation and silencing that inner voice this is number one priority so every morning he would wake up do yoga do a meditation practice and focus on silencing that voice and then just allowing the universe to provide for him whatever he needed so anytime an opportunity came into his life he just followed it and through that created this incredible incredible life that if he tried to design it himself he could never have come up with and it just spoke to me this book about how much we try and control everything how much we try and plan and set goals and visions and blah 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 when michael went the other way and just focused on silencing all that voice and all that noise uh and just allowing whatever came up to um to guide him and so incredible book incredibly inspiring and just like nothing i'd ever read before number 15 was what skills did you learn improve or master uh well i learned the skill of running group programs so i launched a really powerful men's mastermind group uh where there's four of us in this group we meet every two weeks online we discuss everything that's going on in our lives nothing is uh nothing is left off the table it's completely confidential we bring anything that's coming up for us in our lives personal lives business lives and that's just a sacred space where uh, the four of us can just discuss whatever's going on in our lives Um, if you're interested in joining that mastermind program it's an incredibly incredibly powerful program because men we don't have a lot of opportunities in our life to share openly and vulnerably with other men but holy shit is that powerful uh especially when it's a bunch of guys that maybe you don't know where you feel you um your personal stuff is not going to be uh spread around it's a completely sacred and confidential space so actually if you're interested in being involved in that uh, mastermind group 
uh, drop me an email, nathan at nathanseward.com, and we can discuss uh, whether that might be a fit for you. Also, uh, I learned uh, how to run a retreat, ran my first retreat ever, was a massive success and something I want to do more of in the future. And uh, Japanese, so I made a goal to learn Japanese at the start of the year. I really didn't achieve this goal, but it's a slight improvement on on, uh, speaking Japanese, so I can kind of... Uh, get my way around um, Japan pretty well now. All right, moving on to the next session. This is the section about learning. That first section, uh, it was called Celebrate. It was just talking about the things that were quite cool. The second section is about learning. There's a quote here from Brian Tracy. Every experience is a positive experience if I choose to view it as an opportunity for growth and self-mastery. So that is the context for this section, what I've learned over 2016. The following questions will help you think more deeply about the lessons, insights, and wisdom you've gained over the past year. Number one, what are the biggest lessons, insights, or memories that you're taking away from the past year? So I've learned this one the hard way. Uh, The more I've meditated this year, the more I've spent time with myself, the more I've seen myself driven to exhaustion and collapse and getting sick, uh, the more I realize I've got this deep, inner drive inside of me for ambition success and just kind of winning the game of life and i realize now it's got me a lot of cool things and you know very successful in my career i'm proud of that but it actually has a lot of detrimental stuff uh it hurts my relationships a lot because i'm so focused on success it kind of drops me out of the present moment um, and it hurts my health because I'm just striving always to do more and more and more. I eventually end up sacrificing my health, eating poorly, drinking too much, not getting enough sleep, putting on weight, and eventually getting sick. And the lesson I've learned is I don't have to relentlessly follow that inner drive because ultimately I'm nothing without my health and without inner peace. So... No amount of material wealth or success, external success, can replace those things. So that's a lesson I've really learned the hard way this year and one I'm going to carry into 2017. Second lesson is, I talked about this earlier with food, but learning to live in the grey zone a little more. In the past, I said to you, I've tended to live in the extremes. I'm either 100% or zero. So this year I hired a food coach, amazing guy, Daniel Hind. He's just launched a new program um, that... I think is going to really change uh, the face of food and the health and fitness industry. And he's just an incredible guy. I can't recommend uh, Daniel enough. So if you if you want to check out Daniel, you can go to his website. It's called Evolution Eat. Evolution Eat. So if you just search for Daniel Hind or Evolution Eat on Google or go to his site evolutioneat.com, Uh, you can read all about Daniel. But I hired Daniel to help me with my food uh, and eating, and he taught me, you know, 80% all the time is better than 100% some of the time. And it goes for all parts of life, really. Like, you don't have to be nailing everything all the time. Just be good enough. Be good enough all of the time. Don't be great some of the time. Uh, It's a much more better way. It's the tortoise and the hare. It's just the slow progress towards your goals. So big lessons. Number two says review your goals from last year. How did you do? What lessons did you learn and how are you going to improve in the future? So my big goal this year uh, this year was to start a podcast. So 
success. I started the podcast. I've had to learn very quickly the art of interviewing and how important it is to prepare for an interview. So the interviews I've done, I've spent a couple of hours going through people's bios, watching their videos, and just trying to learn more about them. And that has flowed into the interviews being more... uh, well, better interviews, more in-depth. So the more prep you do, the better uh, they have been. Um, I'm learning about consistency. So, you know, the podcast has to kind of roll on every week. You know, got to try and release a new episode. So, you know, putting in uh, procedures to make sure I've constantly got interviews in the pipeline and um, that the output is consistent. And what I'm going to improve in the future for the podcast, I want to have a set of questions that I ask everybody. So I've kind of had specific questions for each person going through, but I want to find the questions that kind of I think have the biggest impact and I want to have those standard questions for everybody that I interview. Uh, And just be a little bit more interactive and conversational. I talked about that before. I want to share a bit more of myself and be a little bit more interactive. Uh, I set this goal, the goal this year of becoming fluent in conversational Japanese. There's a fail. So I did Japanese lessons early in the year, but they fell off when I started traveling overseas, and I just never got back into it. So that's a fail, but some improvement there. Uh, I wanted to gain a thousand Facebook followers for my new page. It's a fail. Uh, I got to 350, but I realized I need to be more consistent with good quality content on that page. So um, yeah, I, I I was putting out content, but it wasn't necessarily good content, and. Yeah, the focus next year will be trying to make more professional videos, maybe not as many, but more higher quality professional videos a little bit more consistently. Uh, I had a goal this year in my coaching business to get five full-time clients. That was a success, and I became a a much better coach this year. I became more focused on the type of client I want to work with, who was uh, this year was men reclaiming their freedom, men that didn't feel free in their lives and kind of helping them unlock the keys to freedom. Uh... Next year, I want to focus on less clients, uh, so not five. That became a little bit too much for me. Less clients, but uh, a much higher quality program and thus a higher fee. So I want to create a, a higher quality package for less clients next year. I set the goal this year of traveling less. Complete fail. I traveled this more this year than I think ever before. Uh, but I think when I set that goal of travel less at the start of the year, I think I was focusing on burning out. And, you know, because I was flying so much in 2014, I was getting jet lagged and sick. So the reality is I love travel. I live overseas. Travel is an integral part of my life. It makes sense to travel now while I don't have children, while I'm physically able to travel, while I have a business that allows me to travel. So uh, it's a fail. But the reality is for 2017, uh, travel is going to be a big part of my life. I also set the goal of focusing more on my health and fitness. It's a medium. It's not a fail and it's not a pass. I hired a personal trainer during the year. We worked for uh, worked out together for a couple of months. But again, I started traveling a lot and I just ended up dropping that. Uh, I hired the food coach in October. It's been hugely effective over the last couple of months. And I'm seeing some great progress. And I'm going to continue with him into 2017. Uh, next question. What would you do differently if given a chance? Uh... This is a tough one. I mean, you know, not a big guy to have regrets. Whatever I did this year, I kind of burnt out throughout the year, but that taught me, you know, about balance. So would I not want to burn out? I don't know. Uh, definitely consume less alcohol. I drank so much wine this year. It's embarrassing. And I think, again, that had a detrimental effect on my health. I love wine, but 
uh, consumption needs to be <laughs> less going into 2017. Uh, I think I would say no more often. I, I just am such a... I love social interactions. I love going out. I love going out for dinner. So if someone invites me out to do something, I just say yes, regardless of what I've got. I'll drop everything and go out. And I think having the ability to say no to things is actually very, very powerful, especially when it's not exactly moving you forward. You know, Not that everything's about productivity and moving forward, but uh, I think this year I probably would have said no to a couple more things. Uh, given the chance to do it again. But whatever, who knows. Next question. When were you happiest over the past year? Where were you? What were you doing? Who were you with? So I think the happiest I was this year was at a bunch of coaching courses I did in America. For the first time, I was surrounded by like-minded people in the coaching field, which was so exciting. I just met so many fun, inspiring people that I know are going to be friends for life. Uh, I went to New York stay with a great friend Mark who has an incredible apartment in downtown New York and we just had such a fun time and that was anything to do with New York is, is always going to make me happy uh, I told you I was together with my friends a lot in New Zealand that goes without saying it was amazing and when I've been the happiest is when I've been in a solid routine meditating every day staying centered eating well and staying healthy so those are good clues for what I, I need to do in 2017 uh, what did I discover about myself well I learned, as I said, I have this insatiable drive to win, this insatiable drive to succeed at life, and it often drops me out of the present moment, keeps me focused on lack, what I want to achieve in the future, and just leaves me exhausted and ultimately quite unfulfilled, living that driven lifestyle, excuse me. So I discovered that that drive is very strong within me and it's very hard to quiet it so yeah don't know interesting just an interesting observation i realized this year that shifting your identity is quite hard so i think for a lot of people my identity is that is as a gay airline pilot that's kind of where it stops so as i've tried to shift into the new realm of coaching and then into podcaster a lot of people are not sure about that shift. They don't. They, I think they want to keep me in that box of what they know. Whereas uh, a coach, you know, what even? What the fuck is a coach? What does it? What does that even mean? Is it a life coach? Do you inspire people? Like, <laughs> what do you do? And you know, podcasting. Like, who are you to podcast? Who, do you have a qualification? Why? Why should we listen to you? So I realized, like, with the the people in my life, shifting that identity is harder than I thought. Not a bad thing, but just is harder than I thought. Uh, I discovered that my environment for me is huge. So I made the decision in April to move with a friend into uh, kind of a swanky new apartment in the middle of Tokyo. It's high, it has a beautiful view, and it completely changed my state. It made working at home so much easier. It made cooking and uh, just relaxing at home so much easier. So I realized my environment, who I live with and where I live is huge to a contributor to my happiness. Next question, what topics did you most enjoy learning about? Well, for me, I just have such a passion for spirituality and personal development. I'm I'm obsessed. I started reading my first personal development book when I was 13. I haven't stopped. So (laughs) it's always the same. Learning more about how to stay in the present moment. Learning more about fulfillment, contentment. Learning how to be vulnerable with my partner, with my friends, with my family. Learning how to be more compassionate for people. You know, these are all things that I just love learning about and I'm just fascinated with. Uh, 
Um, which of your relationships contribute the most to your experience? Well, Shinya, my partner again, having that love, that support, that rock, that person that's there for you every day is unbeatable. There's nothing that is a greater contributor to your, ha- contributor to your happiness than having that rock there. Uh, my two coaches, Phil Drolet, who um, is my life coach. You can uh, research Phil, newkings.co, and Daniel Hindo mentioned from Evolution Eat. Having Just having two people on your team whose sole purpose is your success is amazing. Like just having someone that's checking in on you, that's keeping you accountable, that checking how you're feeling, you know, holding up a mirror to you, showing you things that maybe you can't see for yourself. You know, like I'm a coach. Of course, I'm biased towards coaching, but these two gentlemen are phenomenal, and they've they've made my life experience so much better. I said about my brother Jason; he's my closest ally. Our conversations are essential to my success. And again, one of my closest friends, Paul, is someone that every time I call, we laugh our asses off. I can be completely with myself with him. I can tell him about funny things that have happened to me, stuff that maybe I can't share with everybody. And God, just having that person that you can just laugh your ass off with is so important. So those people have been uh, intrinsic to my happiness this year. Uh, What worries turned out to be completely unnecessary? Well, I I really worry as part of that drive that I have. I really worry that I'm not doing enough, that I'm not contributing enough, that I'm not moving forward fast enough, that my flying career is somehow holding me back in my business life and my my greater purpose but I realize that it's all perfect like wherever you are in life it's perfect there's no hurry for anything just trust be present meditate one step at a time breathe (laughs) you know like worrying about the future is I think that's like that song said it's like trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubble gum it's pointless uh how has my worldview changed Another beautiful quote I read this year by Rumi, the um, Middle Eastern poet. He said, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I'm wise, so I'm changing myself. I've really moved my focus away from trying to change the world or trying to influence the world, trying to fix the world, and just bringing everything inward and trying to work on myself. Another famous person, Gandhi, everybody knows the quote, Be the change you wish to see in the world. So for me, just really bringing my focus inward and trying to act with love, be vulnerable, act with compassion, trying to stay in the moment, trying to stay grateful, trying to stay in a state of joy as much as possible. I think that's a big change in my worldview. Uh, Did you complete any courses or skill training sessions? Did you read any books that stood out or give a general impression, uh, give a general impression including any highlights? So I completed a bunch of coaching courses in America that I mentioned. The Evercoach Summit. Evercoach is run by Mind Valley, specifically for coaches and they ran an amazing summit in San Diego where I just got so much insight and most importantly got a great network of people. Uh, One of my mentors, Rich Litvin, is if you're a coach listening to this, there's nobody else uh, when it comes to coaching. Look up Rich's website, just richlipton.com. And he runs an intensive a couple of times a year where you can go along four days. Uh, I went to his intensive in San Santa Monica. And wow, mind-blowing. Rich is a phenomenal guy. He attracts amazing people. And for that reason, I've joined his group. As I said to you, it's called 4PC, which we'll be meeting next year. I went to uh, Ramit Sethi's uh 
event called Forefront in America. Uh, it wasn't my favorite experience. He had uh, an amazing speaker, Damon John. It's one of the guys that is on the show Shark Tank. I enjoyed hearing him speak. But it was kind of more focused on online marketing, uh, whereas for me, I think I'm more into the coaching, spirituality, personal development side of things. So, yeah, no regrets, but uh, not my favorite event of the year. I'm currently doing a course on Mind Valley by Michael Bernard Beckwith. The course is called Life Visioning. It's a spirituality course. I'm right in the middle of it, but uh, it's really amazing. A whole load of incredible insights out of that. Um, yeah, check it out. It's uh, yeah, it's a really cool, really cool course just for um, again spirituality going a little bit deeper into yourself. What were the biggest mistakes you made, and what can you learn from them? A big mistake I made this year is really getting caught up in the social media game. I just, I'm obsessed with social media, obsessed with gaining a following, and, you know, you see people with a million followers, a hundred thousand followers, and, you know, it just, it just seems like a big competition that you're trying to win. And for me, I kind of just forgot that it's actually about human experiences, it's about human interactions and adding value to people's lives, not just obsessively gaining a following. So, I know this is a big one for a lot of people, but uh, for me, I just fell into that trap of getting stuck in trying to grow my social media. I uh, already mentioned it a couple of times, not putting my health, fitness, and you know, recovering, taking downtime, recreation time, as the pillar, the forefront of everything I do. Um, being present in my relationship, I think, again, being tired and burnt out, it kind of forced me to be a bit short with my partner at times and not be fully present in the relationship. So uh, that makes me feel shitty. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a mistake. And I can learn from that next year by putting health and fitness and recovery at the forefront of everything ensures that my relationship gets my full uh, love and attention. And another thing, I, I keep falling into the mistake of not being open to people helping me. So, again, staunchly independent, trying to do everything myself. And so... I'm not very good at this. I don't really know how to go about this, but it's a place to look for me next year about how I can be more open to help and sharing the burden of growing uh, some of these businesses. Uh, what little things did you most enjoy during your day-to-day life and how can you appreciate them more often? Well, I still fucking love fine food and fine wine. I probably enjoyed them too often last year, but inevitable, I, I want to try and still use these things as uh, a reward I think maybe just a little bit less often Um, there's a handful of people in my life that every time we get on the phone or Skype I just grow and I come away just buzzing and so I want to really foster those relationships and those conversations next year Um, what did you spend the most time thinking about this year to be honest my impact in the world like that consumes a lot of my thinking how can I make a bigger difference in the world how can i live more in purpose how can i live more in my mission how can i serve more people and how can i have an influence on humanity going forward so uh again you know whether or not uh, you know trying to change the world whether that's a good thing or not i'm not sure but that that's what i spent most of my time thinking about uh, what new and inspiring people did you meet in the last year and what did they teach you? So I mentioned already my mentor, Rich Lipvin, an incredible coach. He taught me a thousand things uh, in his book, The Prosperous Coach. It's a must read if you're a coach. It is intensive. We had dinner together. We've had a Skype session together. He taught me a bunch. One thing that springs to mind, 
he taught me that if you serve one person every day, big or small, your job is done. You don't need to serve a thousand people. You don't need to change the lives of tens of thousands of people in every moment. All you got to do is commit to serving one person a day. Make their day. Make them smile. Pay for someone's coffee. Help them out with a problem. Listen. Pray for someone. If you serve one person per day, your job is done. Rich taught me that. Uh, that interaction with Dr. Glover on the airplane on the flight to Mexico, he taught me that personal growth is an ongoing process. I was surprised to learn that Dr. Glover, he still has challenges, you know. <laughs> it sounds silly, but you meet your idols and, you know, they're just like you and me. They're just trying to figure out life. they got their struggles. And he also t- taught me about learning to embrace your dark side and that was something he was doing a lot of his uh, own work on. And so, yeah, it's got me into a, an interesting thought process about your dark side. I met Wolfgang Puck, the famous chef in a bar, and he taught me that interacting with your customers one-on-one and listening to their opinion is the most important thing. For him, in the uh, in the food business, he didn't really care about Michelin stars or Yelp reviews. He wanted to know that the people that he served in his restaurants uh, were happy, and that was the most important thing. All right, final section is called Moving Forward. There's a quote, We cannot control the wind, but we can adjust our sails. Make a list for each of the following three prompts, providing as little or as much detail as feels appropriate. You can, you can begin with your favorite responses to the previous exercises. Start from scratch, somewhere in the middle. Again, there's no need to get it perfect. Trust yourself and honor what's there. So I'll just read what, what I've wrote. Three questions. The first one, what am I going to carry with me from last year? Lessons, insights, or memories. So I'm going to carry forward that travel, unfortunately, is an inevitable part of my life, even though it can sometimes be taxing, it's still something that's so much fun. Every time I get on a plane, they shut the door. I sit there in front of the TV screen. I love it. And I love the excitement. I love traveling somewhere new. So that's the reality. 2017 travel is going to be a big part of my life. Health, wellness, and recovery is the pillar of everything I do. I've learned to relax, breathe, and stay in the moment. I've got to remind myself 100 times a day there's nowhere to get. I'm not falling behind. The only competition is with myself. And meeting a bunch of successful people this year has taught me that I'm really worthy of of, uh, interacting with the best in the business and that I can hold my own among those people. Number two, what am I ready to release and leave behind? Well, again, believing that life is a game to be won. To me, success more and more just looks like inner peace and contentment than rather than rather than some future vision or, uh, you know, thing that I can achieve. Uh, I'm ready, ready to leave behind social media. It's got some great traits, social media, keeping in touch with people. But for me, me personally, I have nothing against it. But I think for me personally, it's more detrimental to me overall. It consumes a bunch of time, doesn't move me forward in any way. So I think I'm going to leave it behind in 2017 and focus more on human interactions. Last question, what am I excited to bring into my life next year? I'm excited to be a healthier, more vibrant version of myself. I'll bring presence, gratitude and compassion to all of my daily interactions. I'll focus on saying no to more things and only focus on the people and experiences that bring me the greatest joy. I will continue to improve my podcast with more interaction, deeper conversations and better quality questioning. 
I'll focus on providing high-end coaching to a small group of people. I'll make sure I'm prepared for my command upgrade in my airline career. And I'll strive to live in a state of inner peace and gratitude at all times. Finally, say thanks. Quote from Oprah Winfrey, Be thankful for what you have and you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. As the last step of this review and a celebration, write a short gratitude letter to your 2016. My letter to you guys and to 2016. Thank you. Thank you for all the incredible experiences I've had this year. Thank you to my partner Shinya, to my parents Murray and Kathy, to all of my friends that I've had the pleasure of spending time with this year. Thank you to my incredible coaches and my incredible coaching clients who were already incredible when I met them, but they just needed reminding. Thank you to all of you listening for supporting this podcast and thank you to the universe for constantly surprising me and inspiring me. 2016 was an amazing year and I'm so excited about 2017 and what it has in store. Completely open to new interactions, new people, new experiences that are coming. And I encourage you to do your own review of 2016. Check out michaelbelchan.com and see this uh, review process and get into it. Get excited. I wish you all the best for 2017 and I look forward to seeing you again soon uh, on the next episode of the show, episode number six. If you liked the show, if you thought it was value, if you got something out of it, please, please share it. Share it on Facebook and uh, give it a review in iTunes and uh, give it a like on Facebook as well. Guys, thank you so much, and I'll see you for the next episode of The Nathan Seaweed Show. That was The Nathan Seaweed Show. Personal conversations with powerful men.